Well, this was a first. Deborah? I said as I knocked softly, yet still with enough intensity to convey the proper urgency on the door. It's Luna. Can I help you with anything? According to my mother, this was rule one in dealing with this kind of situation. Don't project a problem. As in, don't ask if anything is wrong unless you are certain something is, and as of right now, I was not. Although a bride locking herself in the anteroom of the church five minutes after the wedding was supposed to begin did not exactly bode well. From the other side of the door, I heard movement. Then a sniffle. Again, I wished William, my mother's partner and the company's appointed bride whisperer, was here instead of me. But he'd gotten hooked into another crisis involving the groom's mother taking issue with preceding the bride's mom down the aisle, even though everyone knew that was how the etiquette went. Work in the wedding business long enough, however, and you learn that everything has the potential to be a problem. From the happy couple all the way down to the napkins. You just never know. I cleared my throat. Deborah, can I bring you a water? It wasn't ever the true solution, but a water never hurt. That was another one of my mother's beliefs. Instead of a response, the lock clicked, the door rattling open. I looked down the stairs behind me, praying I'd see William approaching, but no, I was still alone. I took a breath, then picked up the bottle I'd grabbed earlier and stepped inside. Hydration for the win. Our client, Deborah Bell, soon to be Washington, ideally, a beautiful black girl with her hair in a bun, was sitting on the floor of the small room, her fluffy white dress bunched up around her. It had cost $5,000, a fact I knew because she had told us, repeatedly, during the last ten months of planning this day. I tried not to think about this as I moved quickly, but not too quickly, over to her. Never run at a wedding unless someone's life is literally in danger, I heard my mother say in my head. I'd just opened up the water when I realized she was crying. Oh, don't do that. I eased down into what I hoped was a professional knees-to-the-side squat, drawing a slim pack of tissues from my pocket. Your makeup looks great. Let's keep it that way, okay? Deborah, one false eyelash already loose, some lies are necessary, just blinked at me, sending another round of tears down her already streaked face. Can I ask you something? No, I thought. Now we were at nine minutes. Out loud, I said, sure. She took in a shuddering breath, the kind that only comes after you've been crying a while and hard. Do you? A pause, as another set of tears gathered and spilled, this time taking the loose eyelash with them. Do you believe that true love can really last forever? Now someone was coming up the stairs. From the sound of it, though, large steps, lumbering, with a fair amount of huffing and puffing already audible, it wasn't William. True love? Yes. She reached up, 
God, no, I thought, too late to stop her, rubbing a hand over her eyes and smearing eyeliner sideways up to her temple. The steps behind us were getting louder. Whoever they belonged to would be here soon. Meanwhile, Deborah was just looking at me, her eyes wide and pleading, as if whatever happened next hinged entirely on my answer. Do you? I knew she wanted a yes or no, something concise and specific, and if this were any other question, I probably could have given it to her. But instead, I just sat there, silent, as I tried to put the image in my head. A boy in a white tuxedo shirt on a dark beach, laughing. One hand reached out to me, into any kind of words.